Hey, Mall. Hey, Seb. How about a little cup of book tea? That sounds so good. As always, we're here to spill the tea on today's hottest books. Wow, that was perfect. We've been struggling for months to get that transition. Yes, we have. That was very good. Um, uh, Thanks, y'all, for being here. Yeah, thanks for coming. We're going to talk about The Perfect Child by Lucinda Berry, which was our Twisted Sisters book club choice for January. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we do, what have you been reading? I have been reading quite a few books in the last few days, actually. Like, I read... I've read two books in two days, basically. Whoa. Um, so I have a few. I just finished the Lauren Graham mm-hmm. audiobook, her newest one, um, and I enjoyed it. I didn't like it as much as her past one, I think. Yeah. But a funny thing that I actually wanted to mention, because I feel like you could relate, but she talked specifically about one of her earliest acting shoots that she had to go to, and the makeup artist, like removed half of her eyelashes with the eyelash curler and I was like that's exactly what you say to people like I can't legally I can't um, yeah do the eyelash curler because it's not covered by insurance or yeah. whatever and she said that this like she was literally about to go shoot and she had half oh. of her eyelashes gone I was like oh my gosh that sounds that I mean that's yeah that's my worst nightmare yeah I do it but can you imagine? That's like, insane. If you did that before a bride walked down the aisle. Whoa, yeah. Professional makeup artist insurance does not allow for like eyelash curler incidents, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah. Um, which is why I always have my clients curl their own lashes. Oh yeah. But uh, immediately wow. I was like, I have to tell Molly that. Yeah, that's awful. That's a nightmare. Uh huh. But now you have a you can that you can use that as an anecdote. For... I will. Yeah, I'll talk about <laughs> Lauren Graham. Now. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I finished that book and then I read I did the spinny wheel with my TBR yes. cart and I got um I can't remember what it's called a part of your world I think that's what it's called the romance yes mm-hmm. it's a romance book I got it as book of the month like a while ago and I, it's been sitting on my cart and everyone says it's good I just like I don't know I didn't pick it up for some reason and yeah it's part of your world Abby Jimenez 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 but there's an E. Jimenez. Yeah. Jimenez. 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 Um, <laughs> Abby Jimenez. Jimenez. <laughs> Abby Jimenez. There it is. <laughs> I'm just going to cut out the rest of that. Oh, no, that's funny. <laughs> um, It was really good. I thought it was cute. Definitely like, you know, it wasn't five stars, but I really enjoyed it. And it had huge Heart of Dixie vibes. Oh, I love Like Heart of very Dixie. much so. I, so I really liked it. Yeah, that's Like awesome. she's a doctor and it's a small town mm. and they fall in love. And which obviously, you know, from the beginning, it's a romance. Yeah. But it was really good. Oh, that's cute. And it was a good little quick. I read it in 24 hours, I think. Oh, wow. And then I am 70% into secluded cabin sleep six. Oh, you are yeah i started it yesterday on audio no on oh. kindle oh and I'm do you like 70% it 70 percent and i like it but i'm like interested to see where it goes because it doesn't have like amazing reviews like yeah. it's got a 3.5 so i'm like mm. what's gonna happen but so far i like it and it's like everything i like in a thriller yeah so. i wonder if they're gonna you're gonna get hit with supernatural <laughs> or something i don't know because they've been telling ghost stories Ugh. and so i'm like very wary that that's gonna happen yeah yeah. But I don't the way it's going, I don't think it is. I think it's just trying to add another like creepy factor yeah. to like being alone in the woods. Yeah. But we'll see. Okay. Yeah. So that's and I just started becoming Michelle Obama yeah. on audiobook. Isn't and that like a hundred hours long? It's sixteen hours long. Ooh. 
Yeah, so I'm listening on 1.5, so hopefully I can get through it quicker. Yeah. But I feel like every time I listen to it for like an hour, it adds like 1% <laughs> to the done. But she, her voice is so yeah. nice to listen to. And she's a really good storyteller. And the writing is just like very well done. Yeah. So I'm enjoying listening to it so far. And it's all about her childhood. Oh, nice. In the beginning, at least. So I'm interested to see. Have you been, have you seen her? I've seen it on TikTok, but she's been on talk shows talking about marriage. Yes. It's really good. I know. I love it. Um, It's like an interesting take because you'd think it's almost like traditional. I mean, mm-hmm. it is like a traditional view of marriage, but it's really refreshing um, to hear somebody who has a lot of influence talk about like the sanctity of yes. marriage um, and like pushing through when it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, it made me kind of want to read becoming but I don't know that I would want to I wouldn't read it read it because yeah. you know I would snooze but 16 hours I know it's really long but I really do enjoy listening to it so yeah I think it'll be good maybe you should do it like when you have a road trip or yeah. something where yeah. you have a long period of time to listen to it yeah and 1.5 is pretty good speed okay um, yeah so hopefully I'll get through it quicker than that cool yeah, so what are you reading? I am taking it slow. Um, I also let the spinny wheel make mm-hmm. a decision for me, and the spinny wheel chose The Last Party by Claire McIntosh, oh, which yeah. was my book of the month like several months ago. Mm-hmm. I let my I get this adrenaline rush when the book of the month choices come out. Like I check yeah. every day. And uh, so the February ones are due to come out like tomorrow. But um then they just pile. Yeah, I know. But That's why I skip them a lot of the time. <laughs> I know. But I still get them because I want to keep my BFF status. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like two away. I'm almost there. You are? Yeah. Okay. So you'll have to get one when yeah. they come out tomorrow. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm f- I I went into this book holding a grudge because, <clears throat> excuse me, I read her book Hostage mm-hmm. last year and I was really disappointed because I love thrillers that revolve around like transportation <laughs> methods. Like it's so funny. I know, but it's so true. Like anything on a train or an airplane, yeah. like a car wreck, a uh, boat, like any. I just for some reason I love those. Yeah. And it was a uh, it was on a plane. Oh. And I just was so disappointed oh. in it. So. Um, I kind of have a grudge against her and it's a little slow and it's a thriller that's 430 pages and a th- there's really no that's need for a thriller to go over like 380 yeah. in my opinion. So um, it's in Wales and uh, so that's unique and hard to read, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's okay. Uh, I haven't been listening to anything I think I just started this right after The Perfect Child. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it would be one that I'd have to kind of force myself to read because our next book is a historical fiction. So I yeah. wanted to do Something like quicker. a quick thriller mm-hmm. before I like give myself time for a historical fiction. But here we are. Yeah. I'm going to be really sad if um, Secluded Cabin Sleep Six is like actually really good because it would have been a really good book club book. Yeah. Like so far, everything that's in it, all the pieces, I feel like everyone would really like it. Yeah, well, everybody hates my book club choices, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, not all the time. Just sometimes. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. Have I not offered every single time for people to put choices in the spinning wheel? Oh, absolutely. And then nobody would. And then Haley's like. Can someone else pick? (laughs) 
<laughs> but then later she's like, I'm just voicing the opinions of what people were saying back there. I was like, what were they saying yeah. back there? They can speak up. We literally for months asked every time. And you and I put in like six books and no one else I know. would throw out a book. So sue me for wanting to read something that I haven't read before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a journey for all of us. Yeah. Dang. No. Chill. And I mean, to be fair, the two books that I put in that got picked, people didn't like either. So. What was, well, Razorblade Tears. Oof. But I just picked that because it was popular. That yeah. was not something I was interested in reading. But I didn't think it was as bad as everyone else did. Um, and then The Whisper Man, which was mixed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I like too. Yeah. Which actually is a perfect segue into our new segment. Ooh. You should insert a sound there with like... <laughs> Drum roll. Yeah, fireworks or something. Yeah. Um, we have a new segment for you guys, and I don't know what to call it yet, but I'm basically going to give you an update on book to TV or book to film news. Mm-hmm. Um, What's in the works? Yes. And Seb told me not to run through everything that I just found that interested me, but I probably <laughs> will do that. It was so many, though. <laughs> but like the leading story that I have for you today is, of course, the casting of yes. It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. So, uh, this has been making waves. Yeah, it has. Media. So, the announcement came from Colleen Hoover on her Instagram on January 26th. And um, she has decided to cast Blake Lively as Lily, the main character, mm-hmm. and Jason Baldoni, is that yep. how you say it, as Ryle. Um, and I love both of them. Yes. And actors. if you don't know who Justin Baldoni is, he's from um, Jane the Virgin. Yes. And I do think it's kind of interesting with him as Ryle because I've never like listened to his podcast, but he's so big on the like, uh, like men having emotions and stuff. Oh, like it's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when I'm, you know, th- raising my son, I want him to be able to be sensitive and emotional and all that jazz. Um, so I think it's interesting that he's going to be like, yeah, abusive, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think if anybody can nail the character, he can, even yeah. though it's so contrary to like his whole platform. Yeah. Um, I do think that they are both way too old. Yeah, that's where it's kind of funny because. Like, Lively is 35, and Justin is 39, and I mean... And I mean, Ryle is definitely older than Lily, but he was still... Was he a resident at the time, or was he a full-fledged surgeon? Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. Because, like, that's... Lily was... How old? She's, like, 19, isn't she? Yeah, and so everybody thought it would be Sadie Singh. Yeah, and she's supposed to be a redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that the day of the announcement, Blake Lively posted on her Instagram her red hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, Which was cute. And I think Blake Lively will be fine. She's Blake Lively. No, I think they'll do a good job. I just think if you were going, like, more closely to the book, I would not have picked either of them. Yeah, and maybe in the film they're having them be a little older than in the book. Yeah. uh, Which might make sense for some of the like harder topics if they're a little older versus putting like children in that scenario Well, she actually couldn't have been 19 because she said that it had been seven years i just listened to our it ends with us podcast episode (laughs) yesterday so this is why it's fresh in my mind but it had said that it had been seven years since she had seen atlas and she was 16 oh so she had to at least be 22 yeah, and I mean, if Blake Lively played a 16-year-old in Gossip Girl when yeah. she was, what, like, 
25 yeah. or something. I guess we're not that off no. base. And obviously no one ages like she does. Um, oh, yeah. But that's the big news. I did like what um, – did you see Colleen Hoover's actual post? I can't remember if I saw it or not. She um, – this is from the People article, okay? So don't get at me for, like, plagiarizing. <laughs> Hoover made the cast announcements via Instagram on January 26th. The author got emotional while standing outside her childhood home and thanked her mother, whom she says the book was loosely inspired by, adding that her mom got us out of a scary situation when I was little and brought us here to this house. She then revealed our Lily is going to be played by Blake Lively. Blake Lively, y'all. She's my dream Lily. Yeah. Hoover also revealed that Baldoni would be playing Ryle, telling fans, I just thought that he had what it takes to play that character. Yeah. The good news is that he's going to be Ryle, so we have our Ryle and Lily. She also expressed her gratitude, saying, the little girl who used to sleep in that bedroom thanks you for all the support. Um, it was cute. Like, yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw her outside the house. Yeah, I didn't see that. So... No, I think they'll do a really good job. Mm-hmm. It's just not the two people I would have picked just thinking of the character descriptions, yeah. but I think it'll be great. Do you have a guess on Atlas? Especially if you're thinking yeah. of somebody in their 30s? Yes. I don't know. Because for Ryle, I was really thinking like super fratty. Like mm. curly brown hair, white guy. Like that's just <laughs> what I pictured as Ryle. Yeah. And so I don't know like what they're going to... Who they're gonna pick for Atlas? Yeah, because they're not really going off of description of the person, so I think it could be anyone. Yeah, Atlas is gonna have to be like a kind of almost dweeby, but like weird hot though. But he's also know? like in the military. Yeah, and but he's a chef, so I feel like he's gonna be. But I feel like they'll have young Ryle and or not young, young Ryle, young, young Atlas, Atlas and Lily. Yeah, yeah, and young Lily. So maybe yeah. like. I don't know. That's probably why they made them older, because they have to do a younger version of them, which means they're going to have to look significantly different Ooh. and significantly Yeah, so younger. maybe it will be Sadie Singh. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. That would be very interesting. Yeah. But it would. they don't need a young Ryle, right? No, just a young Alice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need, I'm trying to think of a Alice. I don't, I'm not really Unless up to date on actors right now i know I uh know but either. this is our generation of actors like we know yeah. these actors i don't know like the timothy shalala <laughs> chalamet yeah chalamet i don't yeah. know that crew no, sadie sink ones. i don't know yeah. i just remember she's the only one everywhere. i know and like dylan o'brien or whatever his name is yeah i don't know who, who that is. he's um he was jake gyllenhaal in the all too well we don't know if it was jake <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> <laughs> she made it very clear yeah she did um Okay, well, that's our the biggest news. That is the biggest one. But I did find this website and I was just getting jazzed. I didn't realize <laughs> there were so many things in production. So I'm going to rapid fire go through it. Oh, wait, no, you share your news because this is big for Seb. Yeah. So we've known for a while that A Court of Thorns and Roses is being turned into a TV series on on Hulu. Um, so that's been very exciting uh, on fantasy book tiktok that i'm on people talk about it all the time and everyone does their like fan cast for who they think are is going to be picked but everyone's been worried that it wasn't actually gonna be produced because throne of glass her other series that i love was picked up by i think hulu as well like a long time ago but they never did anything with it but akatar looks like it's actually being uh written so Mm -hmm. that's really exciting and 
Sarah J. Moss said that she's working with the producer of Outlander. So that should be really good because that's another book to TV series. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they'll be releasing soon, like more information about that and casting. Yeah. Because that'll be crazy when the casts come out because there's a lot of different characters in those books. So it'll be a lot of different people. And I'll be interested to see if they do someone really famous or more lesser Mm -hmm. known characters or actors as yeah. well. I think it'll be really good. I think that book sales are going to be insane, oh, even though yeah. they already are. Yep. Um, For It Ends With Us and Akatar, I didn't see a definitive release date, um, so I'm not sure. But I am going to rapid fire ones that caught my attention. I'm, like, so excited. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, uh, and I will be pausing for emphasis on the ones that I'm most excited for, starting with dark matter which is going to be made into an apple tv series i can't wait as well as the husband's secret yes. by leanne moriarty which we are big fans we of are. leanne moriarty here uh, that'll her. be a tv series then we've got a flicker in the dark mm-hmm. hbo max tv series Ooh. the last mrs parish netflix movie Ooh. Except like the series, The Thursday Murder Club. Yes. I DNF'd it, but uh, <laughs> that'll be a movie. Oh, I like that. Lessons in Chemistry. Did you read that? Yeah, I did. I didn't read it, but I know it's popular. Is it going to be a movie? Apple TV series. Oh, okay. The Maid, which I love. Love. That'll be a movie. Uh, Local Woman Missing TV series. That'll be okay. really cool. Um, Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty. Ooh. Uh, TV series. Um. The Midnight Library movie, Pretty Things by Janelle Brown, mm. uh, Amazon TV series, The Silent Patient movie. Oh, that'll be so good. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll def be doing like a mini so oh, on for sure. that. Um, the Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager, Ooh. which is the first Riley Sager book I read. And I, so it's like nostalgic. That'll be Amazon TV series. Oh, that'll be, oh, that's going to be so good. I know. Yeah, yeah, like the camp. Oh, I love stuff. that. Yeah, that's it's gonna, gonna be, be so really good. good. Um, I this is just on my cart to read, but for your own good, I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah. That's HBO Max series, My Lovely Wife, really mm. good thriller, Amazon TV series, Seven Days in June. I haven't read, but it's all over Book Talk. Mm. We should add that to our list. By yeah, the way. we should. Um, TV series, The Push, which I hated, but a lot of thriller people love it. Yeah, they did. Um, movie. That's a movie I will not be seeing. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, the Giver of Stars. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, that's a movie. Truly Madly Guilty by Leanne Moriarty. Ooh. Again, HBO TV series. The Maidens TV series. Oh, that'll be good. I know. Malibu Rising. Yeah. Hulu TV series. Crying in H Mart movie. Mm. Um, the Last Thing He Told Me TV series. I, and I saw it's Jennifer Garner. Oh, is it? Yeah, as the Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. I think that's a Reese. I hope that'll be a better TV show than than it was book. I think it will probably, it's probably cut out well for a TV show. I think so. It was a little boring. I liked the end of that one, though. I think if they cut out a bunch, it'll be good. Yeah. Gentleman, gentleman, (laughs) gentleman in (laughs) Moscow. It's going to be a TV series, and that is our next book for book T um project hail mary movie which is going to be epic it's the same author as the martian which was yeah with like matt damon i loved that movie yeah so project hail mary is freaking nuts i love that book this is big 
This is huge. <laughs> Scott Westerfield uglies. Uh, that if is, you know, yes. you know. If you're around the same age as us, you have probably read this book. Oh my God. Uglies pretty teen. specials. So good. It is fire. I think we're going to absolutely have to re- yes. reread it because I don't, how old were we? Like 10? Probably. Yeah. Like 12. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That there well, are scenes from that. that there's burned in my yes. brain. The concept was incredible. I love it. Um, that'll be a Netflix movie, which is so funny because that would be, I think, considered a fantasy series. You think? Yeah, but it's not like fairies. Yeah, but like Hunger Games is fantasy. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, then I like that kind of fantasy. Yeah, it's like dystopian fantasy. I loved Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue movie, mm. Twenty Eight Summers <laughs> movie. The Chain movie that Ooh. is so good. You need to read it, everyone. The Nightingale Ugh. movie. If yes. that is not well cast, I'm gonna oh my throw gosh. a fit. Yeah. Like you got a high bar. That, by the way, just looked it up on Goodreads. It has a 4.6 with over a million ratings. Oh my ratings. gosh, that's I'm, insane. Yeah. Uh, Riley Sager, Home Before Dark movie. I didn't like that book. I did. You did. Yeah. Oh wait. I'm thinking of a different one. House I'm, Across the Lake? No, not oh. that. I didn't like that one either. But it's, um, oh, it's the one of, you haven't read it because um, it doesn't have good reviews. I can't remember what it was. That That's, I know which one you're talking about. Does though. the cover look similar or something? No, I know that of? one. That one I liked. Oh. I'm just thinking of, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a, about a girl in a car and they're trying to get somewhere. That's why I was thinking it was Home Before Dark, but it's not. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but I love a car setting. <laughs> you uh, wouldn't like this book, though. Okay. <laughs> Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, that's coming out soon. Yeah, that's Amazon's series. So isn't that Kaya Gerber? Um, I'm probably spreading a lie. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, the Whisper Man, which we have an episode about. That'll be a movie. Oh. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo yes. also have an episode about. That'll be a TV series. Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. Riley Sager is crushing it yeah, with yeah. these film so things. So is Leanne. Yeah. Yeah. TV and series. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? TJR. TJR. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. TJR is going to be just fine. Oh, yeah. Um, the Wife Between Us is one of the books I read when I got back into reading like three years ago. Um, that'll be a movie. The Great Alone, a uh, movie. Yes. Two Heartbreakers from our girl, Kristen Hanna. Yeah, I gotta save that for a time, then we're ready to cry. Yeah. Recursion by Blake Crouch, author mm-hmm. of Dark Matter. That'll be, <laughs> it says movie and series. Interesting. Huh. Um, and that's all I got. But in this new segment, we'll give you news as we see it. But yeah. And updates like on casting and stuff. We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can call it like the Hollywood segment or something. Ooh, the Mollywood segment. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just leave me out of it. <laughs> oh, the Riley Sager book is Survive the Night, by the way. Oh, yeah, That's I didn't read the one. it. Yeah, it's You're not right. Good. Don't read it. Okay. Um, alrighty. Now, what are we going to talk about? How's Who Read? Yes, you have one. If you're new here, Gals Who Read is a Facebook group that we love. Uh, it's composed of gals who read. Yep. And the gals are vocal. The gals have a lot of questions. And, and they're very comfortable sharing. The gals in are this group. very comfortable sharing. And so we would like to also share. Yep. So this one is speaking of being comfortable. <laughs> A asks, 
questioning my sexuality, looking for female female Rex. All the Rex, please. <laughs> it's so funny. How many comments when you took? 25. I bet it's got like 400. Probably. Because <laughs> it was only five hours after it was posted. Yeah. So yep. this group has like thousands of people in it and people will post yeah exactly what they're going through yeah very they do not care <laughs> they just want recommendations <laughs> we love the gals we do um all right so i did not write down a summary neither did i but i'm gonna try it <laughs> yeah this is molly's first time doing the summary let me just recap their names christopher <laughs> Janie hannah okay yep so i am gonna time molly <laughs> we've never done this so. no this is this is our like 15th episode i think and <laughs> she's never done the summary so i'm nervous let me get my you always do such a good job yeah you do like even when you take too long it's still like an engaging summary and yeah. i am not that way <laughs> i'm interested to see how yours goes <laughs> Okay. But I have one is notice one error that you do in is that you always go okay so and it takes up like two seconds okay. at the beginning so I'll have to stop doing that I know but now I that's all I want to do <laughs> I understand it yeah it's like okay here we go <laughs> all right are you ready are you ready yeah okay ready <laughs> set <laughs> I deserve that okay one <laughs> other way three yeah. Two, one, go. <laughs> Hannah is a nurse at the same hosti- hospital. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Where Christopher is an orthopedic surgeon. They work together is what I'm trying yes. to say at a hospital. Okay. They work there. Hannah can't have kids. She's told she has mm-hmm. a, a hostile uni- uterus or something. So one day... Into the emergency room comes this girl who looks like a toddler. She has extensive mm-hmm. injuries that are like, uh, oh my gosh, what's the word? Oh my god, I hate this. Okay, <laughs> that it looks like she's been abused, yeah. but she looks like a toddler. Then they find out she's six or something. But uh, Christopher is the one who's doing her surgeries to like recorrect her bones mm-hmm. or something, and he basically falls in love with her in like a paternal way, but also maybe like not. Who knows? Um, and he's like obsessed with her. As he and Hannah were looking into adoption, so then they're like, "Let's adopt her." Except Hannah was like, "I'm not sure." And she, Janie is the girl, and she was like hella bonded with Christopher, and so they end up adopting her and it's like really rough because she has reactive something something syndrome like basically a child psychopath and um there's animal cruelty and uh horrendous dangerous horrible things that the girl does including like abusing kids on the playground and killing a cat which was really difficult to read about and then um ultimately some really awful stuff goes down where she pushes Hannah's sister, who's her bestie, down the stairs and kills her. And um, then she ends up in, like, an institution thing, but way too late. And Christopher lies to his wife a lot. And um, Hannah hates her. And Hannah almost kills her son, who she conceived kind of miraculously after Janie was brought home. And then she's put into a mental institution. Um, and um, it ends in a really unfinal way. Okay. That was – oh, I'll give you 148. Not bad. Because I – took a minute to stop it but i think that was a think that really was... eloquent <laughs> perfect i think summary. that was good my only critique is yeah. that you 
like it was a little out of order yeah but that's it i mean yeah it's that's hard so true and that's what comes with like no preparation that's yeah. just like how it goes yeah i think that's good um let me give you my one star review okay this is from Madi. hang on wow this was garbage from the <laughs> awful characters to how the plot progressed and that ending there was no chemistry between the two protagonists i don't even know how they were married Mm -hmm. uh let's not talk about their parenting skills not one character was likable in this book it's a shame really yeah go ahead <laughs> okay mine is from lauren it's a little bit long i'll try to read it quickly yeah i genuinely hated this book i haven't felt this much rage towards a book since i was 14 and read the old man in the sea First of all, to say this book is dark would be a huge understatement. It's dark. Vividly terrible, awfully dark. Some books are dark because there is a lesson to be learned or the subject matter is so serious that it requires dark. This felt like gratuitous violence and darkness. Instead of a sex scene, let's throw in disgusting physical violence and dead animals. Christopher, the husband and one of the main characters, was an awful human being, but also a poorly written character. It's simply not believable that someone is, such a, is in such a great marriage would be so negligent towards his wife and in such disbelief of her claims. He's 100% to blame for everything. Finally, this book had no ending. Maybe it was setting it up for a sequel, but it's lost on me why anyone would want to read part two of this crap. Don't waste your time unless you hate yourself. And even then, <laughs> The Road is a much better choice. I guess that's another book. By Cormac but... McCarthy. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. um, okay, that cool. seemed to be the gist of all the one-star reviews. Yes, it did. Let me tell you something, Okay. <laughs> This was Molly's pick for our book club, by the mm -hmm. way. And I don't regret it because I gave it 4.5 stars. <laughs> and let me tell you why. First thing it taught me is that even though there's not like a twist, that doesn't matter in a thriller. That's not what determines a thriller being good or not. Second of all, um, it's a thriller, so it's going to be dark. But it, see, like it didn't read like a thriller to me. Like I felt what like did it, it just, read like, I don't know, like a dark family drama and call it that yeah but i was looking for a thriller what would be the difference nothing thrilled to me about it but it was wild yeah continue i like getting mad or being like wanting to shake a character okay. like and i wanted to shake christopher the whole time i think the biggest thing actually i think i took a picture of it was when he outright lied to hannah yes. for the first time about her phone yeah okay so janie like hid hannah's phone and hannah's going literally insane because she has postpartum psychosis and the postpartum psychosis part was great i think more books should talk about yeah. it it's also great subject matter not gonna lie but it's a very real thing and i'm glad that, that she talked about it but um, she's going insane and Christopher comes home from work and she's freaking out because she knows Janie took her phone and she can't find it. So Christopher says, Janie, come here. What daddy? She asked. I crouched down in front of her. I found mommy's phone in your bed. I thought you said you didn't take it from her. I didn't take it. Mommy put it there. Hannah had been so spacey that, <laughs> that she could have easily put it there and forgotten about it. She'd left the stove burners on twice last week. My husband does that. It drives me insane. Yeah. Um, and you're sure you didn't take it? She nodded. I walked into our bedroom. Hannah was on all fours peering underneath the bed. You can get up. I said, I found your phone. She leaped up and snatched it from me. Where was it? I found it underneath the couch cushions in the family room, but I took out all the cushions twice and never found it. 
I shrugged. I guess you just overlooked it. I was basically screaming at that point. Um, He's the worst. Yeah. And they're all the worst, but he was the worst of the worst. I didn't think Hannah was the worst. I mean, she like had some forgivable aspects considering she was going through postpartum psychosis. Yeah. But no, I, I didn't like her that much either. I didn't like anyone really. Let's talk for a moment about how white knight syndrome is an epidemic in males. I despise white knight syndrome, which is, I'm sure I should find an internet definition. Definition. Um, Because white knight syndrome is where every man screws up. Um, They want to be the white knight. Yes. In a situation. Okay, well, we have like a small definition here. It says a man or a woman, so it could be a woman as well, who repeatedly seeks out partners who are needy and vulnerable. They're people, Mm -hmm. those partners are people who require rescuing um, or who the white knight thinks needs rescuing. Mm -hmm. And then that in turn gives them their like sense of purpose. But I have found that with men, it's like really common. Um, And I don't know if it's just because that's, like, as kids, you're raised with, like, Disney movies where princess always needs rescuing. And so as much as we think girls have been, like, uh, indoctrinated with, like, needing men, men have also been indoctrinated with, like, they need to rescue. rescue, Um, And I hate it because they turn – they can't not do it. And and so they, like – they turn on – every actually trustworthy thing Mm -hmm. because the the appeal of rescuing something and getting to be the rescuer is so sexy to them and so it's just like perfect in this case because it doesn't matter how intelligent you are doesn't matter what your iq is it doesn't matter what your job is i think every single man can fall victim to this if they're not paying attention yeah and um i hate it so (laughs) this is what happened to him it's what happens when because women know this too and so they'll manipulate men all the Mm -hmm. time like weaseling their way into a marriage weaseling their way into like somebody who has ended things with them but they just keep coming back and the guy just feels like they get this opportunity to rescue and it's messed up so i love books that talk about it because you turned an orthopedic surgeon into a dummy yes (laughs) he was an idiot yeah so I did not like this book. I landed on <laughs> two stars for it. So uh, we have vastly differing opinions. I basically hated everything about it. The only things that I did everything? enjoy. Basically everything. The only thing I did enjoy was the therapy sessions. Like I literally, when they'd go to therapy, I'm like, yes, because it was actually interesting. Yeah. But the rest of it could have cared less about it. Um, wow. Well, couldn't have cared less exactly. about it. Exactly. Um, but no, I thought that the therapy stuff was really interesting. But like the whole time the therapist is telling Christopher, like she, Janie is manipul- manipulating you. And he's like, no, she's not. She's so sweet, blah, blah, blah. And she tells him at every session, like yeah. this is exactly what she's doing. She's manipulating you. You need to listen to Hannah. And then he goes home and he's just an idiot because he just wants to pay attention to Janie and rescue her like you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Well, the gaslighting of that is so annoying or it's not even gaslighting. It's the refusal to hear the person that you trust most. Like if I tell my husband Mm -hmm. that a girl is being manipulative, 
you can trust me on yes. that like yeah. because I'm your wife. Yeah. But instead, men will often just default to, no, she needed me. Yeah. She needed support. She doesn't have yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Same with children because this girl's obviously like uh, messed up. Yeah. Um, but like Hannah is the one home all day with mm-hmm. her and he just gets to, Chris just gets to come home and like dad's home. Disney like, dad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he just gets to be the fun one and she's the one stuck at home with her having to deal with Janie's wrath all day because yeah. she is psychotic. Yeah. It was pretty wild. It's really dark when you try to think about it in real life, like the reality of older kids in the foster system or something. Yeah. I don't know how all that works and it really sucks. Um, but you do run into so much risk of like major trauma in kids' lives that comes out in like really hard to predict ways. Um, so the disorder that was it Dr. Chandler? Chandler, yeah. Um that R- she what was it? R A R-A-D, yeah, R-A-D, but I don't know what the A is. It's um, reactive something disorder. Associative? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Also, one thing that Lucinda Berry did that was so funny is every time I assumed a gender of someone, she flipped it. And oh, I was like, ah, yeah. oh, damn, you got me again. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I, it would be like this um, – I think – did there – was there a – a male social worker at one point but not the main one obviously but the secondary one yeah Yeah. and I was like oh crap yeah (laughs) um and then like a doctor and it would flip to me yeah that's funny (laughs) (laughs) made me feel super unprogressive um (laughs) but Lucinda Berry is a psychiatrist specializing in trauma well she did a good job at that part yeah I was interested in that Mm -hmm. I just I felt like it was so boring like I was really into it at all like I did not care what Janie was doing she was crazy that's all I needed to know like I did not want to keep hearing about her and everything that was going on I was so bored and like the freaking animal cruelty are you kidding me I do not want to read about that yeah I don't want to read about it either but it's also kind of like a must (sighs) in books like this because Ugh, it just made me so mad as soon as they introduced the cat I'm I know. like why are you doing this I don't want to read I don't want to hear about this I know you're gonna kill the cat like oh, it made me so angry I know and that was like halfway through and I'm like I do not want to keep reading this and the fact that there was like no ending I was like this is stupid and I'm not gonna read another book so <laughs> whatever I will I won't if the end had been like great it would have saved it but the fact that it's just like here you have to read my next book no. But there isn't a next one. I know. Which I like. I don't. It's open for interpretation. I don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was very good. <laughs> and I think that I really like reading about the escalation of, like, crazy characters. So, yeah. like, the girl that she was bullying to yeah. the cat and also the blatant, like, Christopher just being like, <laughs> okay, yeah. that's wild. And it's kind of, I think it was kind of supposed to give you a dose of like, his white knight syndrome is so bad. So he got the ultimate rescuing thing for this girl. Like that was such a fix for him that he couldn't see anything else. And it's kind of like the frog in the slow boiling water because like as each new 
little or big thing that she does like it escalates but it's escalating in a way that is gradual in a sense even though it was really fast but it's still kind of gradual so Christopher every time is just Mm -hmm. like oh like it's just you know this yeah um I do think that um at there at one point in the book when Dr. Chandler or when Hannah was saying like will she get better? And mm-hmm. Dr. Chandler was like, there's no guarantees, but yes, she can get better. Yeah. I think that should have been the point where they got on the waiting list for like the yeah. institution instead yeah. of um anything else. Because like they knew they were in over their heads from like the first day. Yeah. So I feel like they should have been seeking help way before that. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably talk about the nipple. Oh gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you my take on it. Okay. Um, because you I know have to explain it for people that haven't read the book. Yeah. Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> but I'm like nervous to explain it because I think everybody's going to think I'm weird because it's going to be very <laughs> obvious my opinion on it. Um, the nipple thing is this: Hannah has her newborn son Cole, mm-hmm. and she's nursing him, like exclusively nursing him, which for non moms means exactly what you think it means that she just nursed him, no bottles or anything. And uh, this was really important to her, especially thinking that she would never be able to Mm -hmm. get pregnant. Um, And it was a process that she really enjoyed, yada, yada. So at one point, Janie is like, I want some of that milk from her boob. Um, And Hannah's like, no. And it goes like that for a couple days. And then after thinking about it, Hannah presents to Christopher, like, I think I'm going to let her breastfeed and saying how you know, like from her, from Janie's perspective as a uh, like adoptive kid watching your adoptive mom breastfeed your biologic, her biological kid, like maybe it can be like a shared thing. And she uh, was like probably neglected as a child. Is yes. What they're insinuating. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, I'll just let her try it, whatever. So Janie tries it and bites immediately on purpose yep uh so that looks at her in the eye yes and then bites as hard as she can yep so hannah ends up in the emergency room with stitches which turns into a gnarly infection super high fever like she's sick yeah so she had to give up breastfeeding Mm -hmm. which enrages her um and she feels i mean true hate for Janie. Here's the thing. I agree with the initial decision to breastfeed Janie too because, A, who cares? It's like a healthy <laughs> understanding of the body. Breast milk is probably good for everyone. Uh, and I did not – I was not able to nurse my kids, so I'm not like some crunchy <laughs> woman, but I'm, I'm a formula girly. But I'm saying if I was able to do that and I had an older kid who was really fascinated, I'd let them do that because I want there to be a healthy relationship with – the body like like there's functions to the body you don't have to sexualize a boob from a young age so for me I'm like (laughs) okay do it like do whatever you want to do because it's a kid like you you have to I mean if you feel like it's going to be a bonding experience yeah and like yeah whatever yeah like just don't make it a big deal just be like yes you can try some but it's um you know yeah Every once in a while or something. And that's different than, like, it's not like she's solely breastfeeding yes. a six-year-old. Yes. Like, she would be, that's different. Yes. But it was gnarly what she yeah. did. Um, yeah. And I would hate her, too. Yep. If she took away my ability to bond with my newborn, mm-hmm. like, and made me so sick and so, like, disfigured as a result. Yep. Ugh. 
And, like, she already wasn't sleeping. Yeah. And then she's, like, extremely sick mm-hmm. from this infection. And then she, like, is already dealing with postpartum depression. Yeah. And then, of course, it's going to turn into psychosis. Like, yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she probably would have struggled anyway. Yeah. Just with the baby. Mm-hmm. But, wow. I did think it was interesting that Lucinda Berry, the author kept them like together during her psychosis like when she was hospitalized yeah I thought it would kind of be like um when he when Christopher learned that she tried to drown Janie that he would like leave with the kids you know yeah um because again white knight yep but it was, it was very interesting to me that he chose to stay, and it was also very interesting to me that we didn't get the rage from Hannah that I would have given um, my husband if my husband had, had enabled my sister to be killed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was, like, a whole angle that they were going to do, but they yeah. didn't. Like, she was just I think home. it was just, like, it felt like it was simmering at the end, and yeah. we just didn't get there yet. Yeah. Which is why I feel like she's got to do a second book. I know. I don't want to read it, but... You... No. You'd want to know. No. I don't care. Seb. I literally don't care. You're being mean. (laughs) I I hated this book. I hated it. (laughs) I literally put it down. Every time I put it down, I was like, I hate this book. So when I finished... Blake was like, did you finish the book that you hate? (laughs) I was like, yeah. I hated it. I also thought about a lot of books I read, too. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was voicing my opinion every time I put it down. <laughs> I did not like it. Well, I gave it 4.5 stars, and I would say 4.5 stars with the caveat that if you are not a thriller girly or you are not comfortable with darkness, yeah, don't. Like, but, yeah, don't. Uh, I agree, but, like, I don't know. I think it was just a recipe of everything I don't like in books in one book. What is a dark book that you have enjoyed? Like, not just a thriller, because, like... Pretty Girls. Is that what it is? The Karen Slaughter one? Yeah. Oh, you read that? Yeah. I haven't read it. Are you talking about the daughter one? Maybe. (laughs) Because that one was dark. Okay, I cannot think of her book. I can never remember the names of her books. Let me look it up. Um, Yeah, the one that you read. Yeah, that one's so good. That one was so dark. That's probably one of the darkest books I've read, but it was so good. Yeah. I don't normally have an issue with dark. I I have an issue with animal abuse. Yeah. Because animals are literally can't do anything for themselves and it was a freaking kitten i know i know and it was back-to-back animal cruelty for us i know um i don't want to speak too soon but i'd imagine our next book doesn't have that yeah the good daughter the good daughter yeah that one one was dark yeah but that book was so good yeah uh okay i just wanted to kind of gauge yeah no i know i don't normally have an issue with dark and like the whole Janie being like psychotic and um like nothing about the darkness really bothered me i just i didn't think it was that interesting for me Uh, the only part i liked was the psychology that was interesting yeah but i don't know i just i was not into it i feel like you need to read when she returned by lucinda berry okay um it's culty oh okay i I think i would like that yeah i do too um it's really good yeah i think i would like that but i think you would like it more than this because it actually is twisty and i i just i don't like when it's not twisty like i knew the whole time that she was gonna have killed her mom which we didn't even talk about um well yeah that i mean yeah that seems obvious i know but like they tried to make it seem like it was a twist that's true it wasn't yeah yeah and i knew someone else was gonna die too but 
I just didn't. I didn't pinpoint that it was going to be Hannah's sister. I didn't either. If I had thought about it a little harder, I probably could have pinpointed that it was going to be her. <laughs> well, I was feeling sick, and I was like, "If it's Cole, yeah, oh, I'm out." Yeah, but yeah, they didn't do that. No, that would have been. Except for it did say like someone pointed this out at book club, but like when we thought that Cole the baby was going to die. It said that his blue lifeless body, but yeah. then he was okay. And I was like, mm, okay. So it's like almost like she wrote it like he died. And then she was like, oh, just kidding. She's like, wait, that's a lot yeah. for one book. Yeah. I thought it was the person I did think was going to die was one of the twins. One of her, um, Hannah's nephews. Oh, yeah. I thought that's who it was going to mm-hmm. be. Like they were going to be playing and then one of them yeah. was going to die, which would have been horrible also. I'm glad it was an adult. Yeah. I guess. If it, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Mm-mm. it's yeah no. yeah <laughs> it would have um, been a lot darker yeah and i don't go that black like yeah. i can do pretty dark but i don't like death of innocent things including no. animals yeah so um yeah i'm trying to think if there was anything else i wanted to say about it to defend it but i don't need to defend it you know yeah i mean like you said that a thriller doesn't have to be twisty to be a thriller or like to be good Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't really agree you don't (laughs) i think they need to be twisty i think that's the whole point of a thriller is like to keep you guessing i think it's a form yeah but like i knew the end of the perfect marriage and my lovely wife yeah but i still loved them both like i didn't like the perfect marriage as much because of that really yeah like i it was it was obvious to me yeah and I, I also don't like a um, unreliable narrator oh because to me, an unreliable narrator is like a ghost did it. It's like, no, yes, it's just like the explanation for everything. Oh, it's not kidding. always. I was, I was just, lying the whole time. It's the psychology <laughs> aspect of it. It's so fascinating. Like reading about somebody unraveling. Yeah. Like Hannah. Yeah. Is so good. I don't know. I love but that. That's why. Everyone has different opinions on books. Yeah. Because everyone likes different things in books. I think this is our biggest difference so far. It is. Which I thought we were, like, I think from the beginning, we thought we were going to have more different opinions. But this is our first, like, I think we've been, like, half a star off before. But that's about it. What did you rate The Cruel Prince? Three stars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I still kind of want to read the second one. You can read that and I'll read Yeah, this one. This one. If it's out there. I meant to check. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't people seemed confused about mm-hmm. that. So I'm not sure. Because they kept saying when she returned, but I was like, no, that's a different one. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, well, so next time we'll be talking about a gentleman in Moscow. Let yes. me look up how many pages that bad so boy our is. First historical it's, fiction. Oh cute. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I am too. I just have to I need to start it, like, immediately so that I have time. Yeah. It's 462 pages. Okay, that's pretty long. That's okay. We got two weeks. I know, but... I'm going to finish Secluded Cabin Sleep 6 probably today, and then I'll start it tomorrow. I still need a few days for the last You should still of... be fine. I mean, how I know, long... I know I will finish yeah. it. Like, I've never not finished it unless I meant to, like, The Cruel <laughs> Prince, but... Uh... Did you... Do you know how long it took you to read Nightingale? That was so long ago. I know. It probably took like a week because I just started reading yeah. again. That's not bad. It wasn't long. <clears throat> um, I know. I feel. I still feel like I read Nightingale in like four days. I know. 
because it was so good yeah muffins like the nightingale yeah talk about it too much and i've never done an episode but i don't want to reread <laughs> i it. know i love it that's what I... you said that in the episode i just listened to too you were like i mean it's my favorite book but i don't want to reread it yeah i've already read it <laughs> we but... were talking about our desert island books oh yeah on that episode mm-hmm. and what's funny is blake said something about a desert island today and i was like you know it's really weird that it's called a desert island shouldn't it be a deserted island like why yeah. is it a desert island I don't know. Because it's not a desert. It's a beach. It could be. <laughs> not really. A desert is, so there's true. no water in a desert. Deserted island. Yeah. It's just so too I feel many like, syllables. I feel like someone just like made the mistake and called it a desert island like one time and then everyone's like, perfect. Yeah. Short form. <laughs> yeah. Desert island. Yeah. It flows much better. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. For I like the Nightingale changed my life, but I don't want to read the things again. Yeah. Well, I feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't have as much impact the second time either, knowing Yeah. And I was postpartum with Luke when I oh, read it. Yeah. So I was <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was not okay. <laughs> yeah. I sobbed. Yeah. 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 I know when a book makes me cry that it's like impactful because like movies and TV shows will make me cry plenty, but it's like you're showing me the pictures so and I don't see pictures super well when I read. So the like if a book can make me cry just by like reading it i'm like wow yeah that's good that was powerful and i don't like that yeah like i don't seek that no, out no i, I like every once in a while i feel like no there's not that many books that made me cry but and it's not like i want it going into it but i just know it was really good if it made me cry yeah 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 i did i cried for the three Kristen, or i've read four Kristen hannah's i've yeah. cried for three out of four yeah but actually cried cried was just the nightingale the other ones just made me kind of tear up yeah. i don't typically cry when i read books but i, I avoid in the third um a quarter of thorns and roses book <laughs> <laughs> and i cried in the uh kingdom of ash and thrown a glass <laughs> i did have like a tear in my eye for in five years oh yeah at the end yeah okay oh yeah yeah me too that's true i didn't like cry but i got teary yeah for sure but like it's I, funny because you just said in five years and I literally was thinking about that book based in New York that we thought was in five years. Oh the Light gosh. We Lost. Yeah. I still think that's what it was when we just did I know. it as a podcast. I hate that book. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess that's it. What's yeah. the author for next time? Um, Amor Taules. I'm certain I am not saying that correctly. <laughs> um, oh, this guy wrote the Lincoln Highway, which oh was really well reviewed. Um, I think he's like a historical fiction king. I what's funny is I don't read that many male authors. I know me either, because <laughs> men are trash. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Kyle. I'm not just kidding. I like how it's a gentleman in Moscow. A novel. Where does it say that? It says that on the Goodreads. Oh yeah, I know. I think I guess can... so. It's not like a biography or something, right? Yeah, which I think I thought it was for a while. Have you seen the TikTok about um, historical fictions where it's always women walking away? <laughs> no, but that's on funny. the cover. Yeah, but it's funny because it's this guy's back. Yep, and it's always World War Two. Always World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> But like and the Alice is, Network, she's walking toward her car. Yep. Uh, and there's like the 
the Paris library or whatever. The rose code looking yep. away. Yep. <laughs> the personal librarian walking up the stairs. It's so funny. That's really funny. Uh, always got somewhere to be. My one friend that's rated a gentleman in Moscow gave it five stars. She's a pretty tough critic, too. I just have people mark. Oh, wait. I Oh, somebody gave it three stars, a oh. friend of mine, and somebody else gave it five stars. So hmm. that'll be interesting. Yeah. 462 pages. <laughs> um, so that's what we have in store for the next episode. We'll do that one, and then we'll do All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham, yep. which, which I'm excited for. Is a pick for me. Yep. From me for Twisted Sisters. But it was also book of the month, so... Yeah, I think I'm going to freaking blow people away with that one. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. Because it's the same author as A Flicker in the Dark, so... I can't wait until the next book club, which the book club picked not Molly or I. Yes. Or I, or me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't wait for it to be horrible. Oh my god, I know. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's going to be so Those fools. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, we can do better. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) They only liked it because it, there was a kinky sex scene. <laughs> Somebody said something about kinky sex and yeah. everybody's like, yeah! <laughs> oh, These morons. Yeah. Okay. Well. Just kidding. We love you guys. Oh my God. I love you. Um, It's my favorite day of the month. You girlies know that. Twisted Sisters turns one next month. So yes. we're going to have a birthday party while talking about all the dangerous things. That'll be so fun. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you yeah. soon. Thanks for listening. And And that's that's the tea. tea.